0: Thank you.
1: Welcome, my friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unleashed with Kimberly, a conversation for insight and intelligence. I'm your host, Kimberly Anderson, an intuitive transformational coach, business creative, and a global goddess platform where I leverage women's stories around the world using multiple media outlets. I absolutely love women stepping into their power and speaking their truth. And I'm super excited about this season we're doing Power Up Your 2022. You empowered your business empowered, your life empowered. Can't get better than that around this conversation. And I am super excited to have with me today Colleen Biggs. Colleen, I am so excited you're here with me today. Thank you so much. You are a peak performance coach, author, speaker, and an incredible community leader. So thank you for joining me today.
0: We forgot to add dancer. I was in the back just dancing to the music and having a good time because... (laughs) Life is too short not to have fun, Amen right? Amen to that. Yeah. And that, that jingle gets you going. I love it, it too. It does. It made me feel really energized. And we need to remember that, that when we do things that light us up, like working out or dancing or something that gets that little hit of dopamine, right? Going to a, a big conference that's motivational. Um, you know, we have to take that with us into the work that we do, you know? And that's how we become empowered right yeah. it's being empowered is about wanting to do those things it's about having the knowledge to do those things so i love the beginning where you talked about impact and success and empowerment because it's all so important
1: absolutely and i love that you were back there dancing to I was watching, yeah and it's it does just getting that body moving right mm-hmm. that's just a great way to even start out your day you know, if you're going into a meeting, I love this, going into a meeting or or talking in front of a group or whatever it might be, if you just kind of do a little boogie in the background, <laughs> yeah.
0: you'll get start, it so good. I start every networking uh, meeting that I run, uh, once a month I do an international one on the first Thursday, and we always have a 10-minute dance party. Uh, For the first 10 minutes. And then at the top of the hour, anyone that's joining, we're already up dancing. And by the time I start the meeting, I'm just dripping wet. You know, (laughs) I'm like sweating so bad, but I am in such a good mood and my energy is so high uh, that I love to give that gift to ladies, you know, uh, several times a month for them to be able to have fun. We forget to have fun. Yes. What's up yes. with that, Kimberly?
1: <laughs> I think we get too into the grind. And yeah. that's part of self care is certainly having fun. And if you feel ridiculous dancing, you can just laugh about yourself because there's nothing better than laughter anyway. So yeah.
0: it makes you it's feel good. Yeah. Even if you stand up and kind of do this or just move your hips, you know, to where we can't really see what's happening, um, at least you're expressing yourself somehow and we're moving the body, which gets the blood pumping. And that's what helps with ideas, right? That's how we get those, those ideas of, uh, you know, success and those ideas in our business and maybe even the ideas for our next project or someone we need to connect with. So, uh, we need to put the fun back in business because it's too boring. (laughs) Amen to that.
1: Amen to that. And why not have fun? And business should be fun. It's not all about hard work, right? I love it. Yeah. Talk about Mew more. What, what is a peak performance coach? I mean, I, I know what it is, but and I, I know who you are, so yeah. love, let's talk about this.
0: Well, you know, really I believe it's a lifetime before we really reach our peak potential, you know, of, uh, of what we could um, become or how we impact others. And I empower successful women leaders who are ready to create a bigger impact by leaning into their fullest purpose. And I think that's the piece that's missed, Kimberly, because there's a fear of leaning into your purpose. When we lean into our purpose, it means we have to have faith, we have to have trust, and we have to have belief in ourselves. Mm-hmm. and in whatever your higher you know source is so that might be the universe that might be God for some people for me that's God so leaning into my fullest purpose means the reason why I'm on this earth is for this purpose and I'm heeding the call and I'm going to apply all my experience all my knowledge all my past you know um growth, that got me here, all the failures, all the wins, you know, all the lessons learned that really got me to be who I am today. And I'm going to take that and I'm going to apply that to empower other females to reach their peak potential. Um, And that really has to do with a lot with accountability. But the, the goal of that is, is I'm inspiring the change in them so they can inspire the change in others so they can build unlimited success for themselves. Mm -hmm. And success looks very different to different people, right? It could be more time. It might be more money. It might be the luxuries of, of the freedom of money, um, and being financially free. Um, you know, but I ask you this, Kimberly, why are we doing all of this that we do every day to create this impact? And the goal of that is to change the future, to change how the world looks today. You know, I have a little sign in my office that says, be the change you wish to see in the world. And I look at that all the time and it really resonates with me in my subconscious Um, Because I I just have it in front of me and I'm reading it all the time, which is don't sit back and wait for someone else to make a change. Be the change um, because I want to leave a legacy behind. I want my daughters, my granddaughters, my great, great, great granddaughters to know that I stepped forward to be the change so that they could have a better life, so that women had a different look in corporate America, women had a better chance as entrepreneurs for funding, you know, whatever it may be in any country and culture, uh, that women had a better chance. And the only way we're going to make those changes. Kimberly is if we really all step up and pave the way, just like so many women did in our past for us. I think of Eleanor Roosevelt. I think of Rosa Parks. I could go on and on with all of these women. And I'm not saying we have to create this huge movement, but I certainly am creating a trickle, right? That's going to keep going and going you know, out. And, and hopefully it becomes a big wave of more and more women stepping into their power Um, And not giving it away. And we don't realize, Kimberly, how much we give our power away. Mm -hmm. Uh, We give our power away by allowing others to uh, talk us into doing something we don't want to do. By us giving more than we really should. By us taking care of others first and not putting our mask on first. By not keeping our boundaries set. We give our power away. We become powerless. And uh, it's not that we have to look out here. For something that exists out there like a silver bullet. We have it all right here. We just need to light it, right? Ignite it, keep it lit, and then you become a beacon. So you become that beacon of light for the other women that are in the shadows that maybe don't have the strength to leave an abusive relationship or don't have the strength to um, speak from the seat at that table in corporate America. You know, Kimberly... I was told when I finally reached that level in corporate America, I was told uh, that I could go into this meeting and these are meetings where they made, you know, decisions and these decisions molded the company and the future of the company. I was so excited. I finally reached that level and the CEO at the time stopped me at the door when I was walking into my first meeting and he said, "Uh, you're to just sit there and not say anything. You're to be seen but not heard. And I just thought, you know, like at the time it was like a huge hit. And, but I was just still so thankful to be in that room. And I go back and I think like this, this, person in the past, this Colleen Biggs in the past, why was that enough for you? Why was that okay that you were told that you weren't allowed to speak up? And then I realized in my life, as I looked back and in my childhood, I was, I've always been begging to speak up, yearning to speak up and never had a platform to do that. And because I never had a platform to do that and I was stumped at every corner, that was what drove me to create this platform for females. A leap community where they can be seen, where they can be heard, where they can be visible, because we have a lot to say, Kimberly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So true. Oh, my gosh. You said so many nuggets in there. I love it. Let's touch on boundaries and the power of overgiving and giving our power away. I think that's something that's so huge. Um, I talk about that a lot especially within my women's retreats about you don't know the power of your yes until you understand your power of your no, because Mm -hmm. we do over, overgive all the time. I, the, the best um, example I can give is think of a elementary school mom who is always doing everything she can to help the teacher. She's room mom. She's helping. She's there every day. She's carpooling. She's she's baking cookies. She's, you know, correcting homework for the teacher. And so she's given all of her time away to this and she starts to lose herself. And then it just becomes a a long-term situation until those kids are gone. And then she's like, I don't even know who I am anymore. So one of the things that we can do to really harness and take back our powers to recognize the power of our no so we can learn the power of our yes. And I love that you touched on that. So yeah, my,
0: my no to me in my life is so much more powerful and is so much more freeing. I want to share that because The no will set you free. When you say no to something, you have to say, you know, you're saying yes to something else. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, right? So we have to remember that. And that was a lesson that I learned in corporate America. It wasn't until the second CEO that I worked for, which was not the one who stopped me at the door. He was the one that took me under his wing, taught me everything I needed to know. And I didn't even realize he was grooming me to be an entrepreneur at the time, but he was. And And he used to always say that um, I had to pass by a yes by him first. And when I did say yes, I had to uh, say no to something else. So then when I said yes, then I had to ask for someone to take something else off my plate. And as women, you know, we're like, oh, we're superheroes. We have these capes and that's great and all. But we need time, like we talked about, to be able to, um, fill our cup. We are no good when we are pouring from an empty, broken, dry cup. And in many cases, that's what women are trying to do. They're, they're just continuing to try and pour from nothing. You know, um, it's like walking out in a desert that's 120 degrees and trying to find water somewhere. It doesn't exist. And so we must, we must, Uh, look at focusing inward. And and anyone that feels that that's selfish, because they were raised maybe in a family or a time where, you know, I look at my great grandmother, my great grandmother, my mother, they all raised each other exactly the same, right? Because they didn't know the difference. And I was raised that it was selfish to do anything for myself. So I served my family first, my kids first, if there was enough food left over, I would eat. That's how it was, and that's really weird to say that out loud now because I'm not that way, right? It's not about serving everyone else, and then if any time is left over, you might get something for yourself, or any food is left over, you might eat, or, you know, it just shouldn't be that way. Why are we any less important than another human being? I want your listeners to ask themselves that. At what point you feel you're less important? than that other person. You, you're equally, in fact, you're more important if you're the mom because you you're have you the one that's taking care of the entire family. Yeah. So you better be pouring into yourself on a regular basis because you've got to pour into these kids and think of how much more you could provide them if your cup was full. Yeah. yeah. It's sure. exactly opposite of being selfish.
1: Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I love that. It's just so important to to own that and i love how you're differentiating if i say yes to this i'm saying no to something else or vice versa and it's true but at the same time it's giving you that opportunity to go okay what's really important here what's really important and where should i spend my time or money or whatever it might be love that absolutely love that
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I really feel like time, money and energy are equal in the energy that we emit. Right. Because money is an energy as well that's exchanged. Mm-hmm. So where am I spending my time? Where am I putting my energy and where does my money flow to and from? And these are things that are I look at on a regular basis. So I used to just say yes to a lot of things because that was like, hey, I'm just I'm a brand new entrepreneur and I'm going to get out there and say, yes, 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 you know. And it's like, wait a minute, Colleen, you've been a business coach for 22 years. Just because you came out as an entrepreneur in 2019 doesn't mean you're a brand new baby being born out of the womb for the first time. (laughs) You know, you know what you're doing, you've got a lot of experience. So it's not like you're starting over. You need to apply all of those skills and knowledge and experiences that you had from before and apply that moving forward and being a mom and raising kids and, you know, all. All of the things that I had accomplished, um, you know, to work on my mindset, I became, a, I became a black belt just to work on my mindset. You know, who does that? That's like going to college for four years was what I did for three and a half years. But I just wanted to see what was the capacity at which I could push myself mm-hmm. um, and learn something new that was going to tap into a different part of my mental capacity of, you know, where we think we break you know, where we think our mental capacity breaks. And I can't go any further, but we, we, we can, you know, it's, it's like the athlete that breaks the four minute mile. Everyone was afraid to break it. Kimberly, because yeah. they said your heart could explode. And doctors were like, oh my gosh, it's impossible. Yeah. The first person broke the four minute mile and like six people behind him broke the exact same record. Yeah. Because we need to see it's possible. So anyone watching this show needs to know that the more you shy back, the more you stay in the shadows, the more that you just become this servant to other people. And you're not out there leading the charges or making the changes or showing your children why it's so important for them to fill their cups, right? They're mimicking you. We don't change generations by mimicking the same thing our parents did. And then your children are going to mimic the same thing. And we wonder why women are struggling for equality. We wonder why there's that barrier. Yeah. We create it over and over and over again by thinking it's not possible.
1: Yeah. 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 And we guilt ourselves. We feel guilty if we don't say yes. And and so there's a lot of you know, I, I should, I need to, it's that guilt that we say yes most often. And so when you realize there's nothing to be guilty about, I love that yeah. you're talking about, let's change that. There's, We are no less than the person that we're trying to help serve, raise yeah. anything. I love that. I
0: love that. Yeah. You'll well, never reach your actual peak potential or peak performance if you are so... Um, concerned about other people's feelings all the time (laughs) and so concerned about how they feel first before yourself. Because again, I want you to ask the question, are you putting yourself second? And why is that? Is it because it's just unconsciously you were raised to not, that's being selfish. If I put myself first, it really isn't. It really isn't selfish. And I'd like to, you know, um, ask your, your listeners, you know, when was the last time you said yes to something that you wanted to do or someone asked you to go somewhere or do something and you really didn't want to, so you said, no, thank you. I'm sure a lot of us would struggle to find those times that we did that, you know? And we need to not feel guilty for the things that we are making choices for because the only way you can reach that is if you are putting yourself first, you have to put yourself first. Yeah. It's a difficult concept for us. It, it is. It's
1: an amazingly
0: difficult concept.
1: And the fear, there's, you know, that goes back into the fear that you were talking yeah. about. We're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of, well, what if it's the the wrong decision? And, you know, it goes into it ties into so many different things. And that's what's keeping you from your peak performance. And I love this. Yeah. This is a great in your purpose. It's keeping yeah. you from
0: all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it goes back to belief. It goes back to faith. It goes back in trust. Right. Mm -hmm. You've got to have the desire. And once you lit that desire and you have the perseverance, then you're going to you're going to run into a lot of hurdles along the way of I don't know the answer to this. That's why you surround yourself with people that you can ask the question to that can give you the answer. Right. There's nothing wrong with asking Mm -hmm. uh, for help or asking for someone to guide you. Uh, I you know, learning is one of the best ways for me. I love being a student. There's nothing that lights me up more Than when I get to go to a conference and I'm not the one leading it, and I get to be the one that's in the student seat, you know, or going to a retreat where I get to be the the student for the weekend at the retreat. It's so nice just to sit back and open myself up and be a sponge to learn from someone else. There's so much we can learn from other people at every level, at every level. And we need to remember that.
1: Absolutely. And I love that you brought up asking women we have the hardest time asking for men for anything it doesn't matter what it is it's a struggle to ask i know um there's a lady that one of her biggest mottos is to show up and ask because we we don't we're doing 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 and giving 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 all the time and then we never ask for what we might need or want or desire and so i love that you brought that up as well and we're talking this is this is so amazing it all goes into this whole theme of powering up your 22. What have you been doing the last four months? I mean, I can't believe we're in four months already of 2022, but here we are. And we're already talking about taking your power back, knowing your boundaries, saying yes, saying no, belief, trust, self-care. I love all of this. It just, it's such a beautiful conversation. It needs to be discussed. It -hmm. needs to be a conversation that we're having more and more often because it's, it's, a good reminder. Yeah, we hear it sometimes, you know, you hear it. We're watching those videos. We're, we're showing up and paying attention, but then, you know, we walk out the door from our office or whatever it might be. And it goes right back into, yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. So,
0: yeah. And I know that there's a level of overwhelm that happens, right? When we get too much information and then um, TMI, right. And you're like, oh, I need to apply this and I need to apply that. And you know, if anyone's looking to understand why we fail, I say read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, right? If you really want to understand why we fail at that, is because as humans, we try to create the goal and focus on the goal, but we don't put systems and processes in place to help us get to the goal, right? It's about the systems and processes. So I would ask your I would ask your viewers, what do you want? Not Mm -hmm. a lot of us say that out loud. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time I asked my husband, what do you want? And this was a long time ago. He said, million dollars. I said, why? He goes, I don't know, because a million dollars sounds great. And I said, well, there has to be a why behind what, what you want them. What do you want the million dollars for? What does it do to your life? What does it change? What does it provide? Then he started getting into it. Well, it provides freedom. It provides um, financial freedom. It makes me happy. I said, does the money make you happy or what the money provides? Does that make you happy? He said, yes, what the money provides. But then he started getting into this. Well, now I feel selfish. I said, why he said, I feel selfish because I want this million dollars and I just want it for me so that I could do all these great things so I can spend more time with the grandkids so I can build the cabin for us to have family memories. I was like, I don't find anything in what you said was all about you, was all about how you could serve other people, how you could give more of your time to other people because you weren't feeling under pressure to make all this money, right? We need to remember, especially women that have a hard time talking about money. We need to understand that money allows us to live at our fullest expression of creativity, productivity, Mm. and generosity, Who you are today is exactly who you're going to be a million dollars later, $5 million later, $100 million later. If you give to charities now at $25 a month, $100 a month, $1,000 a month, you're going to quadruple that when you have more money. We don't change to somebody we're not. We become more of who we are when we have money. So imagine if you could take yourself and become even more of who you are, would you say no to that? course not because we all believe we're making an impact we all believe we're inspiring change we all want to leave a legacy the mm-hmm. only way we can do that is to do more to be more and when mm-hmm. that's what money provides so it's not selfish it actually is part of the process you must create and generate more income to be the best that you could possibly be because then you can live at your fullest creativity. Mm -hmm. And you know, someone that is having a good month or a good quarter in their business, they're happy. Why are they happy? Because they don't feel pressure or stress for bills. They're ease at paying their bills. They're ease at maybe signing up for something new that they can learn a little bit more or invest in something that could help take them to the next level. When you don't have the money to do that, you're constantly in the work and the to-do and the work harder, work harder, work harder. Business should never be that hard. You should be working with ease and it takes a while to get there. And you usually have to have a coach or someone supporting you, you know, in that process to get there because that faith and that belief, it doesn't just come easy. It It doesn't just come easy, right? Not at all. Yeah. And so We talk about manifesting, but you can't just sit in your in your office and, you know, meditate for 10 minutes every morning and manifest this brand new car in your driveway. You know, there's a lot of actionable pieces that go into that. Yeah. But I believe the more that we believe in allowing ourselves to move into our highest purpose, it's where we're supposed to go. So where you are right now, and I want everyone to hear this. This is a tough one and believe it where you are right now is exactly where you're meant to be. Because if it's not, this isn't where you'd be. You'd be somewhere else. It's exactly where you're meant to be. And if you don't like where you are, just remember things are going to change and where you are is not who you are. Yeah. Who you are is different to where you are, but you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And I kind of think of that and I'm like, okay. So I'm not behind. I'm not like ahead. I'm not, you know, I'm not anything, but where God has told me, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. So that means I've got more learning to do, maybe unlearning to do, right? Bad habits. That's a big one. Yeah. There's a lot that, I still have to do, but I'm right where I'm supposed to be right now. We always feel like we're in this hustle, you know, and if I could just hire that person or do this or do that, then 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 I would make more money. Then my business would be bigger. If I only had a TV show like Kimberly, then <laughs> you know, it would set me apart from everybody else. It's like you're already set apart from everyone else because you're you. Exactly. Like embrace where you are. And enjoy the journey. Do I have time for like a really a really quick short story? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and and why I'm sharing this story is because I used to be a runner. So I've done a lot of things. You heard me say black belt. You know different things like that. I was a runner for about 10 years and I really got into running. I used to run marathons, half marathons. I, I I practiced, I trained, I used to do it for time, right? A marathon was a half marathon was like two hours for me, maybe something like that. And my goal was just never stop running. That was my goal. It didn't matter what the time was, it was just never stop running. I quit running about six years later. My brother-in-law was going to be in a half marathon. He came to my house on a Thursday night or a Wednesday. I don't remember when it was, but the race was Saturday. I'm just going to tell you that I have not been running for six years, wow. so I've been doing other things like teaching boot camps because I became a certified personal trainer. Um, I just loved the activity and the working out, and I used to just do all kinds of different, you know, activities, but not running. And running is a very different activity for cardiovascular. So I hadn't been running. He said, I'm doing this half marathon, this Phoenix half marathon on Saturday. Would you like to join me? And I was like, he said, you know, I'm a little nervous doing it all by myself. I've done them before. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll sign up. Send me the link right now. For Like three days notice, I signed up for a half marathon. And I show up at 430 in the morning, whatever, and get out there, you know. Um, I had no idea how I was going to run this. Craziest thing on earth, right? Like, But I was there for him and I was there for the journey. The one thing I noticed, Kimberly, that was so different from all my other runs was I wasn't there for me. Like, this is your goal and you have to reach this goal and you have to push and not stop running the whole entire time. So I was just going to run it with him. Didn't matter when we crossed the finish line. I just wanted to be with him, support him and get out there and do it. And I wanted to see what I could push myself to do not running for so long. Let me tell you, once I started running, I couldn't stop running because I knew my legs would just lock up and I'd (laughs) never start again. And my husband would show up kind of, you know, at different mile markers and he flies a drone and he was taking video and photos of us. And he said, you guys are running so slow. It's like you're power walking, but we weren't power walking. We were just jogging really slow. But we never stopped. We just kept going, right, at our own pace. And I said, Well, that's really funny that you're saying that when you're not the one out here running. So keep your mouth shut, okay, while you're <laughs> while you're, you know, on the sidelines. Yeah. And something interesting happened, Kimberly. Many people asked us, is this your first marathon? We're like, no, we've all, we've ran several marathons. They're like, oh, we're like, is this yours? They're like, no. You know, some people would say, yeah. And we're like, you're doing great. You know, and we'd, we'd talk to other people and root them on. And then all of a sudden I saw the marathoners loop us. That's never happened to me before because I always finished the race. I was done, got my banana and granola bar, got in my car and drove home. Before the marathoners actually, the full marathoners hit the finish line, I've, I got to witness and got, I remember on video, I pulled my phone out while we were still running, you know, and I watched them run and their smiles on their faces. And these elite athletes were just like full blown running. I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I missed that all those years. Mm -hmm. I missed the journey. I missed the experience of being in the run because I was so focused on my goal that I didn't experience anything. Mm -hmm. It was start. You better finish by this time. Don't stop running and push it, push it, push it to the goal. I would finish, get my stuff, get in my car and go home and i got to experience watching marathoners these elite runners i got to talk to people along the way i got to enjoy the journey and how many of us in life are not enjoying the journey it changed my whole life after that run and i know that's why i was supposed to do it and by the way so everyone asked me how what was your time i said i'm pretty sure it was about 3 hours and 40 minutes or something it took us it took us a very long time to run that half marathon but it wasn't about the time it was about the journey. And yeah, I had a golf cart take me to my car afterwards because once I stopped running, I legit <laughs> couldn't start oh, walking again. And oh, I was in so much pain. I was in so, so much pain. I had ice on me, you know, on my knees and on my hips later that day, taking all kinds of ibuprofen and Tylenol. But I share this story because we are missing out in this journey we call life. We're missing out. We're not dancing. We're not taking breaks. We're not enjoying the success we're having. We will only celebrate our success if I worked really, really hard for it. Then I can celebrate. Why? Why can't I celebrate that I'm an entrepreneur? Why can't I celebrate that I even have the faith and the risk in me to become an entrepreneur to say I can create my own income and I don't need a job to pay me? Think about that. We're missing out on our accomplishments and the journey because we only think about next goal, next goal. And I am, I was so guilty of this for so long in my life. And we, we just need to enjoy the journey. I love that story. It
1: absolutely love that story. I think it's spot on with talking about how we do miss out. We, we miss out on the celebrations of all the things that we're accomplishing along the way. Shoot, you actually ran for three hours and forty minutes. Oh my God. Like that's that's a celebration in it itself.
0: But you know, everyone just wanted to know. I'm like, yeah, I ran a half marathon. They're like, did you run it? I said, yeah, the one, what was your time? What was your time? That's all people cared about. Mm-hmm. And I laughed. I don't know, like three hours and forty. you know, you only have so many hours to run it. And then they like take you off the course. We were <laughs> at the very end. Let's just say that. And I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care because it it was about, it was about the time that I spent out there, the support that I got, the support that I gave, the journey, what I got to witness That's along that journey. I missed that Yeah, all
1: those years. All those years that. of running and you never yeah. experienced that. I think you know. how many people can look at their business and go, yeah, you know what? I don't think I ever saw accomplishments and we don't celebrate even the little things, the milestones that we get to yeah. in business, let alone our friends that are with us. So I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's, it's certainly something to be aware of. And it goes back to being present, be present in your daily life, be present on your journey. So you don't miss those important things.
0: And you know? some, for some people, it's not easy. So I have to create the systems and processes like they talk about in the book, Atomic Habits. So that I remember to celebrate, okay? Because it doesn't come easy for me. So I installed, and I'm looking at it right now, I installed a bell that, you know, hangs like this and it's hung off my wall. So it has a, like a little string hanging and then you ding it and it dings back and forth. Okay. So every time I generate income uh, that's new income, so not expected regular contracted income, but something new, I ring the bell. You get so used to ringing the bell that you go a day and you haven't rang the bell and you're like, I haven't generated any new income today. It kind of reminds you like, hey, what could you do to generate some new income today, right? Um, and it's kind of become a thing with me and some of my other clients. And some of them have the little dinghy bells and they ring it. But it's a celebration of, you know, I love. I, no one's at my house, by the way. My, my kids are grown. I have grandkids. My husband's not here most of the day because he's out flying his drone in Arizona. So I'm all by myself and I walk over and ring my bell. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you, you know, but, um, what could you do to little tiny celebrations? It costs me nothing to ring that bell. So it's not like you have to have a big dinner or a big celebration or a big party, you know, could you pat yourself on the back, you know? Could you flip, you know, make a little mark on your calendar? Could you have a tick mark that you use on your board? I I always recommend everyone have like a whiteboard with wins on it. With my clients, we meet weekly. And the first thing we do is what were your wins for last week? And maybe it was that you got a massage and you took a day for some self-care and you haven't done that in a long time. You know, That's that's. a win. Did you trust your instincts and say no to something? That's a win. It doesn't have to be, oh, I made $3,000 last week or, you know, oh, I started a new project or I got signed on to do this. It doesn't have to be big. It can be like, can you believe I actually trusted myself this week and I went with my gut and I said no to somebody.
1: Mm. That's huge. That is powerful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love it.
0: As women, I don't know what it is, why, and I think this is just centuries and centuries of it being part of our DNA, that we feel that we have to put ourselves last, and it has to be a grind to get to the celebration, and it doesn't have to be. Mm -mm. But you know, everything in society and culture teaches us it needs to be. There's big, you know, graduations when you reach a senior in high school, because you just grind it out 12 years of school. You know, same with college. Everything has to be this big celebration after you worked hard for it. How much of us heard that or heard, life? If you work hard for it. Yeah. Then you get to celebrate when you get there. It's like, yeah, no, I'm going to celebrate today. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just sometimes it's celebrating that you got out of bed like and it's okay like it doesn't it can be the smallest thing to the biggest thing and i I love that i actually i want to even go back to the question you asked your husband he had that same reaction that he felt guilty and selfish for wanting a million dollars even though he kept saying it was about helping and serving others and sharing and creating memories with your family and doing all these things he felt guilty I think that's really interesting because women are all the time, but I know there's, I have a lot of conversations with men too, and there's that underlying thing as well. And we, we as a whole need to step into that space of celebration and it's not selfish. So I, I love it's that, not, you that it's up.
0: not. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that because, um, what are, what are your goals? What do you want in life? You know, what, you know, one of my goals for 2022 was to have a healthy body and a strong body again. Well, what that means to you, Kimberly is different than what that means to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd spent about a year in the pandemic, which was really odd for me because I was, um, you know, in, in the, the area of, you know, um, being an athlete and working out all the time. And I was a certified personal trainer. I taught this fitness classes during the pandemic. I did all these things. And then it just got to the point where I was stretched so thin. I had to let something go. And I sat down and I looked at my life and I said, where do I want to focus my energy? What lights me up and what lights me up is working out, not teaching people to work out. So I was like, I can't do that anymore. I'm sorry. I can't be a certified personal trainer anymore. I wanted to work out. I wanted to be the one that had the strong body. I didn't necessarily want to teach somebody how to do that. Yeah, I love doing it, but if I had the choice, I'd prefer to be the person that was in the audience working out with someone else, you know? So I had gone a while after I stopped teaching classes and when everyone thing was locked down where I just worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. I didn't really care a lot about my health. I wasn't moving as much as I should. Of course, we were going nowhere. You couldn't fly anywhere. I wasn't uh, I wasn't even going to restaurants. We weren't walking anywhere. We weren't doing anything. So my hips started hurting, my body was really lethargic. And for 2022, a big goal of mine is to have my healthy body back. And I got a mirror. I had it, you know, Lululemon mirror, I had it installed on the wall. And then my goal was to create create systems and processes every single day to reach my goal and hold myself to that. And my goal is to work out five days a week. So I've set my day up so that I wake up at 5.10 every morning. That's how it works. And then my second alarm goes off at 6.10. While I'm reading, while I'm doing my gratitudes, while I'm meditating, a second one goes off. That is my trigger, You need to go change your clothes and go work out for 30 minutes. So I change my clothes. I work out for 30 minutes. I know I have exact enough time to be able to get showered and get ready and get to my computer. So the first two hours of my day, I'm not even near my computer. I don't look at my phone for text messages, emails, any of those. And if you look back at Napoleon Hill's Think of Grow Rich book and everyone he interviewed that was wealthy, anyone today that's interviewed that is wealthy, they don't do that either. They're not jumping up and getting on their computers and they get good sleep at night because it's rejuvenating. They meditate. They They read, they, um, you know, have masterminds with other people that can help them in their businesses. And these are the traits and things that we need to be applying to our life. There's no reinventing the wheel here. Just do what wealthy people have done for centuries, for decades, for, you know, which is... Taking care of yourself first in the morning so that your cup is full and then you have the day to pour into people. And I do that. I pour into people all day. Then I get to the evening time and then it's my time. I shut my computer down. I'm done. I make dinner with my husband and then it's my time in the evening to do what I want to do. And I have clients that will say, I, I just want your life. How do you unplug at night? How do you and your husband have time to do stuff with the grandkids on the weekends and have your whole day on Sunday where you don't connect to technology at all and you don't work at all? And I said, because that's what my boundaries are. Mm-hmm. And I'm not changing those for anyone. Yeah, occasionally I have masterminds that I run and we'll, we fly back on a Sunday. So I'm you know working on a Sunday, but I'll have to say that that's because it's my choice. I choose my life and I fit things into how I want my, right, my life to run. So how many hours I work a day is how many hours I work a day. It all has mm-hmm. to fit into that. And guess what? It all does. Yeah. And yeah. if I find that I'm still working on things, then I'm not delegating correctly enough to my team. My team needs to kick it up a notch, right? They need to be taking care of some of these other things because this is what I've dedicated to. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of that, what do they call that? Balance. I don't really believe in balance, but it's about priority. My priorities are very clear that I'm not willing to sacrifice the time that I get with my husband in the evenings for a couple of hours to work more. Why would anyone do that? Yeah. Well,
1: it goes back... There's a couple of things I want to touch on that you said brilliantly, but it goes back to you have to work hard. And we think working hard means 12 to 14 hours a day. And then that's where that overwhelm and stressed out comes into and, 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 You know, just because you, Colleen, you wake up at five ten and then six ten, you switch to workout, doesn't mean everybody needs to go try this this new thing. You got to do what's right for you. Colleen's figured out her system that best works for her and her life. If I got up at five ten, I would be a zombie all day long. So.
0: Well, I also am in bed by nine o'clock and usually I'm asleep earlier than that on the couch because that's just how my day works, right? I used to be super late owl and then sleep in in the morning. If that's what works for you and you like to be up till 2 a.m. and you don't get started work till nine, or then that's how you do things. But you've got to fill your cup somewhere along the way that you you can pour into other people. So when are you doing that? And that's what's important. Saturday.
1: You know, it, it, that's, what's important. You have to set your, your day up. That's going to work for you and help you be on, live on purpose and be, um, it brings you joy and happiness. There's no compromising that. And the other thing that you were talking about, which I loved was you loved working out, you were training people, you were doing all these different things and you sat down and go, okay, I want my healthiest, strongest body back. What does that look like? And you realized in that decision process that you no longer wanted to train it wasn't about training others it was that you enjoyed it and i think there's a really great and wonderful distinction here is you were doing the thing that was a good decision for you because it showed you that's not what i want to do and that's what i go back to saying if you think of things as not as a bad decision it's a learning or it's a step in your uh, quicker step to your success you learned in that moment that, yeah, you obviously you're amazing at it, but that's not something that you want to do. It doesn't fill your soul. And so you can just train, not be the trainer. And I love that you talked about that because for a lot of all of us, we make decisions and think we have to keep going.
0: You mm-hmm. can say, I don't
1: need that anymore. I don't yeah. have to do that. Make the decision,
0: set that boundary, say no more. And yeah, I did. Care. And I didn't even feel I bad, Kimberly. I didn't even feel bad. I was like, you know what? Starting in October, I can't I can't serve in this area anymore. So I'm gonna let my clients know. And I need to let you know because I'm teaching classes. The person that I was doing this for, and I said, I'm no longer, so when we get to October, you need to take me off the schedule. It was so freeing to say no I because then all, that. <laughs> all that time now I could dedicate to my my strength, my body, my health, what I wanted. And it's not selfish. Mm -hmm. I recognized that I was not serving people like I could by spreading myself too thin. I needed to cut back and realize what it was that I wanted. And when I did that, my business thrived and became more profitable. My body felt better. I was taking better care of myself. When we're taking better care of ourselves and making the decisions we want to make, Then it's like, you can't, you don't have anyone to blame (laughs) because you're making all the decisions for yourself. So Mm -hmm. there's days where I work from 7am in the morning because I have early starts with my team. Um, I'll work from 7am to five. There's days where I don't start till eight or nine and I might work till five or four, or maybe I work until seven because there's a networking event that I want to go to. I make the choices on how I want to work my days. There's days that I take grandkids to school. So I don't start working till 10, you know, um, because that's my choice. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I move my schedule around and block out certain times. So people can't book on my schedule because that is critical time for me to be with family members or for me to go do something that I want to do. And that is okay. We need to design the life that lights us up. If we're not doing that, you might as well, forget about making an impact with someone else because you become someone who's modeling. And my client said this to me, which I think was one of the best testimonials. And she, she sent it to me for my 50th birthday as like, a there's this conglomeration of a whole bunch of videos that people sent me for my birthday. I just turned 50 a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, it was very interesting because she said, you are not a say as I do kind of person. You're a do as I do watch what I do do what I do I'm successful at it it works you know apply these to your life in the way that fits your life not that mm. you have to do it at 5:10 and 6:10 but apply it to your life when are you filling your cup if you have zero time in your day that you're doing that Figure out when you're going to fit that in that works for you. So, is that seven o'clock in the morning? Is it mm-hmm. eight o'clock in the morning? And then you do that for 30 minutes. What does that look like? Once you do something day in and day out and you're so used to it, when you don't do it, you'll miss it. And you're like, oh, my day's just so different today because I didn't do my gratitudes. I didn't read my personal development books. You know, my mind doesn't feel like it's set for the day because I mm-hmm. missed out on that time for meditation, that me time. Yeah. You I mean, I feel a little kind of discombobulated, you know, like, wow, this is how it's like to wake up like I used to, you know, where I would get up for corporate America, shower, drive, and go straight to work and, you know, punch in, punch out, and drive home and then, you know, do all the evening stuff with the kids. And it, it you just, there was, I just never had time for me. We have yeah. to schedule this time in. I don't care if it's a walk around the block you know, or go check the mail every morning at whatever time or in the evening, just find time that's you.
1: Yeah. I love it. And it's about making that decision and holding that boundary. But again, going back, you were already in the thing. And then you said, this is not going to serve me anymore. And I love that. And I want everybody to know that, you know, fear holds people in those places, but it's really freedom when you're able to go, you know what? (laughs) I'm good.
0: You know, it, it's, it's not like, yeah, it's whew, right that right. actually when, when I say no, me, I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, no I even do. have I'm just gonna go, you know, to my personal side, my husband and I uh, we love to go camping, we have a trailer, and so we plan to go in May. And two of our granddaughters we just found out have a dance competition coming up, and when no one told us. And they were like, oh, well, obviously you guys can't go out of town because you have to come to the dance competition. I'm like, actually, we're not changing the dates. We're still going camping because we have not gone and done anything for ourselves this whole year. And we need some time away. You guys think we spend all day together, but we don't. And we need some downtime where two of us just get away. And uh, no, we're still going to go camping. So video it for us and we'll see it when we get back. Don't that feel bad. Is you know, amazing. Yeah. Families are quick to guilt
1: you into not doing (laughs) what you want to do. I love that you said this.
0: Celebrate that. (laughs) We have not always been that way. Usually it's it's like, oh, we have to change all of our plans. And it costs me thousands of dollars to change plans and plane tickets and all this stuff. But it's for the kids and we got to be there. And it's like, you know what? No, y'all are adults, right? You all Mm -hmm. have kids. And I'm telling, I know they're not changing plans for me. So that's just fine. It's not happening on my end either. Like we all have to do and be adults, do what we need to do for our family first. And then, you know, we cater to everyone else. It's the way it should be. I love it. I just think
1: that is an amazing, another amazing story from the calling one and only calling Biggs. Uh, so, so great. Um, making decisions, believing yourself, trusting yourself, having your boundaries, getting in that self-care, you know, so many amazing drops of wisdom today about how you can power up your 2022. Cause remember it's all about, it's your life empowered personal and business. So mm-hmm. when you start making those decisions and doing what's right for you, everything else flourishes. And I love this conversation. I want to get your information up so we can, uh, So we, we have get to know Colleen. This is her. This is what just, Just this is your website. I love it. You can connect with Colleen right here and book a conversation and you can get into that brilliant mind of hers and see how she can help you. She has an incredible leap community, empowering women, you are global. I love it. You are really changing lives. And then you can join her Leap community. I didn't even know I was going to segue into that. That was brilliant.
0: <laughs> yeah. And because I turned 50, I'm giving gifts to everyone in the month of April. So in the month of April, you can get $50 off the annual membership or a free month. So you can join for free today.
1: That is awesome. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Take her up on this birthday offer. Her community's incredible. And you never know who you're going to meet when you're starting to make decisions for yourself. Take your power back and show up and ask. Brilliant community. I love it. Colleen, you are absolutely amazing. I have truly enjoyed you being on this show. Thank you so much.
0: I'm honored to be a guest, Kimberly. I mean, it's women like you that are out there leading the way again and providing platforms for other people to come to this platform, to share their experience, to share their knowledge, to share their wisdom. Uh, Without women like you, we wouldn't have platforms to be on, you know? And it's so important that all of us, like I say, continue to shine our light uh, so that other women and men, can see us coming out of the shadows. And that's that invitation that they get. And remember, just like the four minute mile, we need to move mountains for other people to know it's possible. So don't shy back from that. You have to be the change you want to see in the world. Absolutely.
1: And we're no longer going to be the ones told that we can show up, but we can't speak. That is no, oh, no. I dare <laughs> anyone
0: to say that to me now. Like, oh, Colleen, wait, we don't want you to say anything. I'd be like, okay, I'm in the wrong room. Goodbye yeah. now.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And if anybody's interested in what I've got going on, you can always find me at KimberlyAcoaching.com. We still have a few spots left for the series three goddesses. You can check that out at the goddess dash information. And again, I want to put your leap community up here, Colleen, an incredible group of women around the world definitely com- uh, communicate with you and that's here find out more about you or jump on a call with colleen biggs you are amazing my friend i love this it power up your 2022 you know it's never too late in the game to start making changes and differences so you can really have that impact and live
0: on purpose i love this conversation yeah We've so got to nice. unleash our power, right? We got to hold on to it, um, give ourselves permission to hold on to it and unleash what what really, I mean, we, we think this is possible, but the truth is this is possible and uh, surround yourself with people that see it in you. That's what I do for my clients. Surround yourself with people that see your brilliance when you don't see it because they'll hold it for you there. Until you can see it for yourself. Surround yourself with good people that fuel your success. That are your Absolutely. cheerleaders. Get rid of the naysayers. We don't need them anymore.
1: No. And I always say, if you don't have the belief in yourself, borrow somebody else's belief in you. Because yeah. that will get you to that next step. And then that next step. And next thing you know.
0: You're, you're there.
1: Decisions. You're like, nope, I'm not training anymore. <laughs> yeah, And you don't feel guilty. I nope. love it. I love it. You are absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks, Kimberly. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you.